Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hey everybody, welcome to How To Tuesday. I'm with my good friend Scott Walker. And I thought, you know, who better to tell us about the tricks to tying up a boat in a, in a new marina than Scott Walker. Scott, you go all over the world. You've got boats of all different sizes from, you know, when we're fishing here, you got the 36 Yellowfin, you've got the big boats, you've got little boats, you've got bait catching boats. When you go and travel to a new place and you have you don't under you don't know what the docking situation is going to be like, but you got to protect this boat. What are the things that you need to think about before you get there? How do you tie up a boat so that it's not going to get damaged on the dock? It's not going to hit the pilings. What what's the secret to doing that in your opinion? Well, whenever I travel, no matter where I'm headed, I always have my six main lines that I know fit for an average slip. And then there's always two 50-footers for the slip that you find that's too big for you. So I may never use the 50-footers, but I always have them. I never travel without mooring balls. And the size of the mooring balls are just based on the size of the boat. 36 yellowfin, you probably use a standard 12-inch teardrop. But for a 63 weaver, we use the 36-inch teardrops. They're hard to move around. They're heavy. But you never know when you might have to tie alongside to a concrete pier. Uh, just because you're traveling to a, a new place doesn't mean that it's going to slip that you're used to. And a lot of times you have to tie, tie off to another boat or a concrete dock. So you need to be off that dock at least 36 inches for surge, uh, poor boating. Uh, so pretty much the six standard lines that you'd normally have for the slip you're used to using all the time. And then two 50-footers, four if you can store them, and then two heavy-duty uh, bumpers uh, based on the size of your boat. Okay. And that'll get you out of any tricky situations. Okay. That's awesome. Now, tell for somebody that doesn't do this very often, say you're dealing with a, a 24, 26 foot boat or whatever, and you're pulling into a slip. Explain what a spring line is and what a spring line does and how you would rig that up. Spring line is the longest line you're going to keep to tie up your boat. You're going to have a stern in your bow, but the spring's going to go from bow to stern. And, re and and stern to bow. The longer they are, the better it is for depth of tide. If you have an average three-foot tide, you, your spring line should be at least three-quarters the length of the boat, if not the full length of the boat, um, going both directions. That, that allows the boat to go up and down with the tide 
and then your bow and stern lines just can be adjusted to keep you from getting your bow or stern stuck on a dock. But the actual spring lines are what's going to keep you going up and down with the tide without getting the boat jammed up under the dock. Right. And so how would somebody, like if you're moving from a place like Jacksonville and you're then you're bringing your, your boat to the Keys or, or vice versa, actually, because Jacksonville, a place like that, has such big tides. When you get up there... How does someone kind of understand what the tide fluctuation is going to be and adjust their setup accordingly? Generally, when you have tides of five foot plus, like Georgia and North Florida, the docks you're going to be tying up to do float. So you can tie super secure to them. Uh, you don't need as long lines, but you just need to be super tight and let the dock raise your boat up and down. Uh, but that again, you just gotta check your t your tide chart. All the new GPSs have them. It's just a matter of going to a menu, hitting tide for the area you're heading to, and it's gonna tell you what to expect: three foot, four foot, five foot, six foot. Uh, that you can do that before you even leave your dock for your destination. And I think that everyone should do that, so you know what you're getting to: if a severe low, severe high. But again, all the newer marinas and older marinas have switched over to floating docks in high tidal areas. It's just a matter of getting there safe. And then when you get alongside, put your, put your bumpers out and tie as tight as you can to the dock. Uh, this is just the opposite of tying a boat to a concrete dock where you got long springs and you have to adjust the bow with where you're going up and down. But with the uh, floating docks, they seem super easy, but if you tie loose to them, it doesn't work. You need to tie super tight and ride your fenders. And then again, I might switch from a teardrop to an oval fender so that stepping on and off the boat's much easier. I mean, the oblong fenders for floating docks will keep you 12 inches from the dock so it's easy for clients and family to get on and off the boat. So I switch from the round teardrops to the ovals. Gotcha. All right, great tips on securing your boat at a new marina in a different location. It's Captain Scott Walker from Into the Blue. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. to go like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chase in the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.